0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 207, Episode 3 of Der Daily It's a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. Which of course means. Medical it Assistance is Recognition Medical Day. Medical Assistance Recognition Day. National Chicken and Waffles Day. Hell yeah. No, that's also, what I'm talking about.
1: one we don't fuck with, support your local Chamber of Commerce Day. Nah, get the nah, fuck out of here. Yeah. Go fart on your chamber. Yeah, go <laughs> uh,
0: All right. Well, uh, shout out to. What was it? Physician Assistance? Medical yeah, Assistance? Exactly. Yeah, shout out to them. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Dum 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 dum. You can call me Jack. I co-host a second-rate ass podcast where you'll hear about dum 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 dum. My white thighs and chugging some Baja Blast. <laughs> and sometimes we talk about the news and Dum-dum-dum. And we'll teach you about MGK and how he is weed. Uh, that is courtesy of Joseph Henderson, the little seven-ish army. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Excuse me, this one's going to
1: need an instrumental. Okay, here we go. Oh g and sixes telling all their business rag on facebook and be their own star witness did you see the podium yeah it's right here fuck around get half the party sent up for years okay (laughs) Gingerfish on discord just came with that mf doom fucking heat rap snitch knishes if you remember that one thanks for that one like that
0: yeah that was dope i don't know that mf doom song so i'm gonna have to check that shit out yeah baby Or I'll just get the recording of your verse right there and just play. Just play that on a
1: loop, and then you should be good. Featuring Mister. You don't even need
0: to go to school. You just get the Wu Tang (laughs) double album. That's all the education you need. Exactly. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very talented actor, producer, and activist, and just a a good dude to talk to about the NBA, which Mm. is appropriate because it is the NBA. the season started last night. For most teams, it starts tonight. But he is a, he's like a real actor. Actor, he originated the role of Abe in the Pulitzer Prize winning and Tony nominated play Disgraced. That's where I know him from because uh, I'm like cultured. Yeah, yeah uh, You absolutely. might know him as Simon Drake <laughs> on seasons three and four of How to Get Away with Murder, mm-hmm. Amir on the Shy*. from his appearances on TV shows like The Good Place, Chicago PD, just little, little things like that. He's also a founding member of the Chicago Inclusion Project, which seeks to provide resources for underrepresented people in the arts. Please welcome the talented, the brilliant, Beza Dabu! Beza! That was a great introduction. That was a great
2: introduction. Hey, man. <laughs> and now, the...
0: Yo, you guys have a fun center, team. Starting at center. <laughs> 5 foot 7. <laughs> Yo. How are you feeling about the Bulls this season? They're uh I think everybody's excited
2: about them. I'm excited about them. I, I'm like a fan of 30 teams, right? Like I follow all 30 teams. I think the Bulls are legit going to make the playoffs this year. I yeah, do. I
0: think so too. I think they, they might be in fun. a play-in
2: situation, but they're going to sure. they're going to they're going to make yeah. the playoffs this year. They I look think fun. They're set up well. I think Lonzo's great with them. DeRozan's finally going to be re inspired again. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was mm-hmm. inspired in in San Antonio. Yeah, I think uh, uh, you're you're missing someone. Yeah, uh, Zach my child. Levine. Hey, who's your child? Zach Levine, uh, Anthony Alex uh, Caruso, Car- Caruso. <laughs>
0: yeah, the I know, Mamba. So,
2: I hate that we don't have Caruso anymore. I really do.
0: <laughs> who's the Lakers?
2: Yeah. I hate. So that you're one. a
0: Lakers fan too. I'm a Lakers. Well, he's fan. a fan of all 30 teams, so that's I'm why he was getting confused. Teams. He's
1: like, which person?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like Alex Caruso, because like, look, I'm a Laker fan, real talk, because I'm a Kobe fan. So for 20, right. 20 years, I'm a Laker fan. Gotcha, um, right. But I, and I'm also a LeBron fan, so I'm oh, a Laker so. fan. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. Welcome. We love
1: you. you but but I, like I don't.
2: I don't, really, I don't really. I don't really rock with like. Like I'm a Laker fan who also thinks Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are dope. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm. I don't rock with the like never oh, I heard like them. I like never this heard of I like this team, so you can't like that team, but I am a Laker fan if I had to root. Mm. Mm. Well now the
1: Celtics, they don't exist. You know, that's Yeah,
2: I did hate the Paul Pierce
1: Celtics though, let me tell you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I hated those
2: Paul Pierce Celtics coming in wheelchairs. And,
1: that's like the first time when people, people were like Paul <laughs>
0: Pierce is not from LA. He is not <laughs> yeah. from LA. No. LA like pass the... <laughs> revoked. <laughs> he came in, in a Didn't... wheelchair
2: because he had to poop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: He he faked an injury, then like went went off to the locker genius. room in a wheelchair took a shit came back like he was uh Willis Reed uh <laughs> you know like he had just like miraculously healed himself
2: and then Kobe put him in the basket anyway mm-hmm. yeah
0: anyways you know i'm i'm excited cuz uh i'm a 76ers fan and there's just nothing but positive news coming out of uh Philadelphia on the basketball front oh, so we're, we're all happy our best player referred to our second best Player as that man this morning, <laughs> and said he's not here to babysit him. So we're in good shape. Yeah, good chemistry. I feel good about the about the Sixers season. But all right, Beza, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking okay. about today. There's a bit of a labor movement going on, such as uh, you know the the strike at John Deere. I noticed and, that. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on. Well, so we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about how uh, John Deere, the white collar part of John Deere, tried to deal by um, going and doing the factory jobs, just scabbing and doing the factory jobs and just proved immediately why why they shouldn't do that. We're going to talk about a nice little late capitalism news bullet about a T-shirt, a Grateful Dead T-shirt that sold for (laughs) $17,000. We're going to talk about the latest, the greatest, you know, contrarian you know, Republicans just bending themselves into pretzels trying to contrarian the uh, Democratic Party. We'll talk about Trump's very tasteful obit for Colin Powell and all of that, plenty more. But first, Bezab, we do like to ask our guests what's something from your search history?
2: Well, I'm very excited about this Donald Trump. Tasteful obit to Colin Powell, I have not seen that, and I can't imagine oh, it's tasteful.
0: That's
1: beautiful. Wow. It's weird when you sometimes agree with Trump. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, the he, bad he got a couple <laughs> parts right. have oh, um, for the most part, I have, not, I have not
2: seen it. Well, if it's tasteful, he, he, he didn't write it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> the latest thing from my searcher. Let's just see what it is.
0: This is Let's be, do it. This is dangerous. Uh-oh. I know. This is what I, I love this the most. When people are actually doing the search history, they haven't prepped it. They're just like giving us the the raw, uncut. I wish you could do screen share so you could see if they skip something. You're like, no, 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 what, <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. what?
2: Well, it's funny. Like Google now like knows your life so well that it's not even showing me my search history It's showing me like like the last documents I opened on my computer. And I'm like, <laughs> right. whoa, my the latest search history is. Does Google have an Indian CEO? Ah. Someone told me that Google had an Indian CEO and I didn't believe it, but I was, they're right. Google has an Indian
1: CEO. Wait, how come you didn't believe it? Because you're like, no, it's white people that have all the powerful earth destroying
2: websites. (laughs) For, For sure. 100%. I was like, I was like, there's no way. An Indian dude is that powerful and I don't know about it. And I was like, I, I was I was for sure <laughs> there's no way and I don't know about it. I was for sure. I was for sure that I was like, oh, he's the head of West Coast programming. He's nah. the he's the he's in charge of YouTube marketing or something. No, he's right, right. MC. Sundar,
1: bro. He's 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 the man behind the alphabet. Yeah. So then my
2: next Google search was like, who is Sundar Pichai? And I was like, I learned all about the man. What's his go? email? Out, what's email? You know. I bet it's Sundar at gmail I don't know how many I mean you guys <laughs> or have Sundar you guys have um celebrities on the show quite often and yeah, not you're constantly. Of I'm I'm always shocked at like celebrities' email addresses or just their name at Gmail or yeah. a period between them, almost always. Right. Which makes yeah. sense because
1: they made the email before they got famous and they probably just kept it. Right, right. Or you know, and or it would be really presumptuous if you're like, nah man, I'm gonna pre presage my fame and do something real obscure. It's like what's yours like Oh, my name's Rick Alabasti3. Uh, and you're like, okay, John Ham. That's interesting for a n- Gmail.
0: That's funny that you mentioned John Ham because he is somebody yeah, he is always, He's famously oh, just has that. <laughs> well, we will beep out what his uh, email is uh, Justin, we dox, Justin. we dox beep it out. We, we don't want to dox John Ham on the show. And we'll just say it's very obvious. When he gives that email, though, out,
1: it's, it seems like he thinks it's, like, a bit, too. Right. And he's like, it's actually just... <laughs> after he did that, after <laughs> he did that once, he had to change the email. Right.
0: I, yeah.
1: It's funny, because Her Majesty, my partner, she's had that email. We looked at, she, I think it worked recently.
0: Yeah. It was just and a,
1: tried to get him into an MLM thing I was getting into. Figured are going to get in on the bottom <laughs> floor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ham loves, Ham loves Amway. Yeah. Might as well call <laughs> Hamway Amway. is what we're going to do. Yeah. A really sick it, collab. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he loves Arbon products. Yeah.
0: Yes. Mm. Oh. I did the uh, Amway behind the bastards uh, with Robert Evans a couple weeks back and mostly, you know, really positive feedback from people. Shockingly, how like transparent the, you can't call it, you can't legally call it a pyramid scheme. Yeah. But it is a pyramid shaped multi marketing uh, <laughs> multi-level marketing uh, operation. But I did get some feedback from people being like, actually, the products are really good, man. Like you my my family is into it and like I, I haven't been able to find like cleaning like this one product that uh, I'm not even gonna put out which one it is, but they were like, there's this one product that they nailed and the the rest of the world hasn't caught up to it yet. but I won't tell you which. You're oh, gonna good. have to join Amway.
2: People say that about Arbon too. They're like, but actually the protein right. powders are the most healthy, safest, cleanest. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. And I'm like, it's like, okay. okay,
1: you're still you're still caping for the MLM at that point. We're like, that's right. fine. But this
0: one thing, it works. Yeah. Grow my hair back with it. I had somebody reach out about one of the time travelers on YouTube being like, Uh, actually guys like this person has some really good advice i'm not saying they're definitely from the future but they have good advice but they're definitely
1: fucking with the future
0: right (laughs) (laughs) did you guys families ever fuck with any mlms growing Mm. up my
1: aunt in japan i remember tried almost did amway and my mom like had to be like don't fucking do it and then my grandparents, almost over here on my black side, they were, got into Tahitian noni juice. Oh, okay. Do you remember that no. one? I don't. No. But, you know, because like, there's always like a supplement one that comes around and There's Tahitian noni juice. Like, no, this is how I keep my joints. Like, you know, he was just pitching oh, to people. Yeah. There's to always a shit. supplement. Goji yeah. berries, you know, was the other one too. Herbalife. But they were definitely on the... They tried with the Tahitian noni. But I think what happened was... They bought a bunch from a friend, thought they would get in, and then they just ended up giving it away to everybody in the family. We're like, look at you. Yeah. Look at down the line.
2: You're you're officially part of their down the line. Right. My poor, like, immigrant family mentality, they just didn't buy anything. Right. Scam or not. (laughs) Right. Right. So, like, we just didn't buy anything. My mom took it as a sense of pride. She would be like, I've had these shoes for 12 years, and I wear them every day. And I'd be like, mom, right. get some new shoes. Like, get some new shoes. She's like, no, no, no. Why? Why? They still work. Or she'll be like, this coat is older than you. And I'd be yeah. like, I've been wearing this right. coat for longer than you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not a sense of pride. Like, go get a new coat. But no, she, she she was a sense of pride for my family. So they they couldn't even get caught in MLM scans because they don't buy anything.
1: No. Right. And if they do, yeah. it's on sale. You know what I mean? That's the immigrant mom Olympics. They'd be like, I got this coat. On sale, originally from
2: the, from the thrift store. <laughs>
1: yeah, originally okay. They were sleeping on this just because that big old razor, uh, fucking blade cut down the back of it. I could fix that. <laughs> it's originally a thousand dollar coat. Got it for thirteen. And you're like, all right, mom. Do you
0: love a sale? My family fucked with a uh, melaleuca for a single time. Like, what did they? It? We, melaleuca, it was like suddenly all our. Fun- it, it, it's I think it's like eucalyptus is there. Like key ingredient, but I just it's, like it's the... prime Carmelo Anthony and prime Luka Doncic. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. They teamed up to create this product line that's all like cleaning shit, and just for you know a year, all our uh, shampoo smelled like shit, and then it was over. Mm.
1: But interesting. I'm reading this that the the guy who. I think was around that Frank Vandersloot, also uh, one of uh, Mitt Romney's presidential finance chairs,
0: Matt Melaluca? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's all, it's all, you know, it's it makes sense. They're the the overlapping ideology of just like scams and the Republican Party,
1: and also, hey, was uh, also serves on the directors and executive board of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Give it up hey. one time for the business owners.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're they're not trying it to stupid. pretend America's not trying to pretend like it's not just one big scam. Like they they get it. The fucking Betsy DeVos is Amway is a product of Amway. Mm. Beza, what is something you think is overrated?
2: Okay. Controversial. Mm. I feel like going out in your 20s, like that whole all of the going out in your 20s is overrated. Like you think you're going to have an awesome night and then And then like, as I get older and now I don't go out, like go out anymore, you know, like go to clubs and bars anymore, really. And I like, I realize like how overrated is I wait in line, I get dressed, especially if you're single, you go with a bunch of guys, you get embarrassed by the bouncer before you get in, you spend $18 on a a beer. yeah. Yeah. And then like, you spend $18 on a beer, you try to talk to one girl, she says, no and then you're embarrassed to talk to the rest of the rest of the night and then you <laughs> sit listen a lot of music you can't talk the booth sucks you don't have a right. table it just sucks like you right. go home and then you're like that was dope right that was a right. wild <laughs> night you know like, it wasn't why we stood around mm-hmm. in a
1: corner nobody danced it was just boring was like, like, yeah and if you guys be- i'm getting tired can you go home so i could put on some joker makeup and record some tiktoks <laughs> <laughs> it's the Captain Night Off. So what I like to do, when I get <laughs> shut down at the bar. I get on my Joker yeah. shit
2: at home. It's I just feel like I look back now, and I was reminded of this when I saw the movie. Sorry to bother you, and like mm. if you remember, like he goes to like this back like VIP entrance, and he has right. no fun, and like he's sitting in a shitty booth, and the drink sucks, and the people are, it's just no fun at all. And then he comes out, and they're like, "How was it?" And he was like, "It was dope." Right, right, <laughs> right, <laughs> and it's like that's what we're. I feel like that's what we're supposed to say because we spent so much money and so much time and so much effort doing this thing. But I feel like all of that going out in your twenties when you're in your thirties is like overrated. Wow,
0: we gotta acknowledge you got a you got a cat in the background. I'm is...
2: so sorry, the cat is going crazy oh, because no, I no, it's good.
0: No, I, I have
1: cats too, and I'm like, are oh, my cats?
2: It's it's <laughs> and because, like, no, I and I know cats. why. It's because I came out the room and came right mm. upstairs to do this podcast, so I have completely yeah. ignored her. And so oh. she is downstairs knocking everything down off a table, like if you knock down <laughs> off a table she's like batting and meowing around and shit. Yeah. She's batting pens around. She's knocking computer chargers off. She's just knocking everything she can. There
1: Do you think young. there's in the, in that time though, right? Like I'm trying to think of what the value is because I d- certainly didn't learn much when I was going out. I learned what like hey. the limits were oh. of like my physical ability to consume like alcohol and drugs. But mm-hmm. I wasn't like, Man, I learned a lesson tonight at the club, y'all.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like it, just the the loud music in particular makes it impossible to communicate, and then it's just a weird, it's like a weird psychological psychological experiment because you just like are purely like you can't even really think, you can't talk to other people. Right. I think the the loud music is designed to make you just drink more. But I don't know, man. I always I, after a while, I just started finding places that didn't play loud music. I have and more fun at house parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: More fun at house parties with places that play loud music. I like that stuff now. Even you know what's also yeah. interesting yeah. is like I'm not a tall guy, right? And so most men are taller than me, and then most women when they go out wear heels that make them taller than me. Mm-hmm. So right. when I go into a place and I'm like, damn, I'm the shortest person in here. Like that's also a weird. It's right. not, it's not, it's not a great feeling. It's just like, I'm like, man, like. But you have
1: more to offer than your height, on, You know I know, but like. I don't look world, at you and go, look at that man who's all short. The world of, <laughs> of people in their twenties don't often care about. Me. Oh no, absolutely. It's toxic. That's why like the, the thing about the club is like, when I go, I, when I look back and think about what my whole vibe was in there, it's so performative. It was right. like, yeah, I'm up in here. Yeah. I'm in this section. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Spending. The last $3 on my debit card. Exactly. To like ball out and maybe overdraft, but I'm not going to tell nobody in here.
2: My roommate in my 20s in Chicago worked at a club and he was like, he was like, do you know how many rental car keys there are in the back? Like, like the valet. He was like, people are renting cars for the weekend. Oh, just to pull up. Just oh, to, like, shit. pull
1: up and, like, wow. pick their... Yeah. He's like, you know, they, yeah. they rent
2: a car, they go pick up pick up their their lady, they pull on the thing, boom, 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 and it's, like, it's all fake. Right.
1: They're right. like, why do you have that big old chunky Hertz navigation system bolted to your dashboard? You're <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I think somebody's trying to... <laughs> somebody pranked
2: me. See, my, my cat has been quiet now that I'm I holding know. her and giving her attention. Yeah. Very no, cute cat. So What's your cute. cat's name? Uh This is Gianna Gigi Bryant, named after Kobe's daughter who passed. Oh, I got her beautiful. the same week uh he that she passed.
0: Damn. Yeah, I f- I feel like it's yeah, just you know, you have the thought stopping it with the music you have like everybody's just trying to behave like other people so they're blending in it's like it's like military training in yeah. there yeah, everyone's I mean, just trying to it's funny. actually
1: i don't mean to say i didn't learn anything cuz i learned very quickly that performative swag vibes and shit was not for me and was actually yeah. like so empty because it kind of takes that thing where like when you're younger and you you sort of you covet the club you're like mm, i want to be yeah. there i want to be up in exactly. it exactly and i can't exactly. wait to be up in it i'm going to do this shit my way then you go and you're like, this is fucking not for me. Well, yeah. Kind of very quickly yeah. begin to learn. So, yeah, I learned who I was thanks to it's, privilege on Sunset Boulevard.
2: It's amazing to like, it's amazing to like think about what I enjoy now, what I look forward to now. Like I look forward to coming home, cooking a meal, watching a Netflix show that I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Like I look <laughs> yeah. forward to it that I would have. Yeah. In my twenties, it's like, oh, I can't wait to go to this club that I'm gonna wait in line for 45 minutes in the cold before the dude (laughs) lets me in, so that so that so I can stand in a corner and not talk to anybody. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: What What is something that is underrated? Any
2: grocery store, like the large grocery store chain that you have in your community, Mm -hmm. the cookies they make that are grocery store brand in the loud clear plastic container yes. is the best cookie in town. <laughs> okay. It could be Wegmans, it could be Publix, it could be Ralph's, it could be Jewel Osco. You know what I'm talking about? They're like the sugar yeah, cookies, yeah, the yeah. chocolate chip cookies with the MMs. ms Every grocery store, and I want to know why every grocery store has the same damn cookie in that right. loud plastic thing, it's so perfect. It's the best cookie. Yeah. What the,
0: yeah.
1: What? Cause I, you know, when I actually go is during Halloween or Christmas, like the holiday sugar yeah. cookies, I'm like, dude, this, this is my, I love the, I love that kind of grocery store cookie. And there's and no branding on
2: different. the cookie. It's just like yeah. the sticker from the grocery store is on it. It'll You'd be imagine
1: like, if it's like Kroger, right? Like whatever yeah. their Kroger dough that they sell is what they're using, right? Cause there's no point in like changing it. Yeah. Just it up, the frozen
0: you know? sugar cookie dough.
1: Yeah.
2: But and know. I've had, I've, I've lived in upstate New York, Chicago, and L.A., and so that's three different grocery store chains: Wegmans to Jewel to like Ralphs now or whatever. Sure. And and like they all have dope ass regular grocery store brand cookies, and so does Gelson's, and so does Whole Foods, and so does all of them. Yeah. Do you
0: like the the icing ones? You like you I, like them all. It sounds like I like but...
2: them all. I do like the icing ones, but really, you know, the the the, the like chocolate chip with the M mm-hmm. Ms. Mm, that's my jam. And the oh, sugar yeah. cookies, man, yeah. they're that's so cool. good. They're better than any branded cookie. Because
0: they, yeah, I, I feel like the fresh, they get right? the sugar cookie, like even the, even the chocolate chip, like M&M ones are just sugar cookies with chocolate chips in them, I think. Right, yeah. And I feel like they just have the formula so that it is on the verge of just being a single sugar crystal. Like that's how sweet it is. It's just so. You ever try to
2: open one of those boxes at like two in the morning to sneak a cookie? And it's
0: like I know I was just about bah, 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 to say you bah, bah, keep talking bah, bah, about <laughs> you t- keep talking about how loud it is I was like do you live with somebody who uh <laughs> loves you and is cares and cares about your health because I I have that same shit that that resonated with me I'm like oh, what <laughs> my kids are there? waking up
2: <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. you could try to just go like it's almost like the quieter you try to be the louder the whole thing yeah. cracks you got to kind of rip the bandaid yeah. off
0: Yeah I got one of those things that cat burglars have that just cut a hole, a circular oh, hole yeah, in like the a, side of like it, a to, yeah, and then just reach in without touching the sides. Yeah. Men, in, yeah,
1: you do a Mission Impossible <laughs> dive down on that shit. Yeah, there was a meme that was saying like it was like a they were do, it was like a Squid Game or yeah, Squid Game fucking meme where they're like for the next event like open this without making a sound and it was one of those cake containers you get from the grocery store with like the yeah. black base and the clear top yeah it's like open this without making an app a, a, <laughs> like a single sound for the next game and i was like yeah i mean that is a
0: children's game yeah yeah. yeah all right let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk some news and we're back and so John Deere are having their their most profitable year ever i Probably think so they were expected to make between 5.7 and 5.9 billion dollars mm. this year which like you know smashed projections and this same year they decided to end the pension for new hires and offer workers a five or 6% raise, despite the fact that they're coming off of like just absurdly profitable year. And their CEO, John May, said, I may give myself a 160% pay increase in 2020, uh, which put him at $16 million, yeah. which is about 220 times what John Deere's medium empl- median employee makes. And so these these workers got together and decided to strike yeah and who thought you know this is uh this is something that we're seeing uh, i don't know where these workers are getting this idea that they can just like you know dictate the terms or something uh the new york times has a had a front page story where you you know they fucked up because the headline immediately like changed from <laughs> economic rebound is still waiting for workers to why workers may be less likely to go back to work. Like, it, they had to soften it to make it less like, what the heck's going on with these workers, you guys? Hey, we're They're... waiting on you
1: guys yeah. to make our money.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> the the way that John Deere responded to the labor stoppage was to bring in some scabs. Yeah. In particular, some of their white-collar employees. does it sound is... like
1: a terrible 80s comedy? Such,
0: yeah, it like absolutely the scab scabs the good. like
1: ceo scabs like they got the guys from corporate come to scab at a factory and like but in the 80s version it's about these ceos actually learning the jobs and then by the end of it they have an appreciation for the job but there's right. no like acknowledging of like the workers rights it's like Hey, and we got through that, folks.
2: We did. It sounds like, like an Adam McKay movie where he, they're going to look at you in the camera and be like, So here's what happened. The workers strike. <laughs> right, right, right.
1: right.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so they went out, asked these white collar employees to, in many cases, buy their first pair of steel toe boots. Like, that's real. That's what one of them was like. We had to go out and get steel toe boots. They couldn't even provide them for the scabs? Nah. Wow. On, what do you think this is, Russia? I
1: don't know, bro. I, that's fucking, that's like so whack. Like if you're going to have that is really corporate wild. office people scab, you'd be like, oh yeah, also you need to go buy your proper boots. You know what the fucking guidelines are to be on that floor.
2: Yeah. Also, what if I someone mean, doesn't buy the proper boots and then is like in there in loafers and like burns their toes off or right. something? They're
1: like, oh. fine, I guess we can let you work because we don't. Hold
0: <laughs> that thought because, okay. um, <laughs> I mean also it should be said that like a lot of these white collar workers are also not thrilled because like they had their pension suspended two years ago. Mm. So they're they're getting treated like shit as well. But um <sighs> Scab Strike? Dude. So, first strike and then scab strike next. So they went to the factories on <laughs> Scab Strike Monday. is a comedy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, scabs is just a good name for a comedy. I'm just like picturing it's like scrubs, <laughs> right? It's just a bunch of people scabbing, like Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, if, like, and if like doctors were
2: unionized, and then a bunch of scab doctors came in.
0: Oh, right. I mean, that's
2: basically... so. Listen,
0: the first Kaiser, day right? on Monday, they came in the white collar un- uh, on experienced scabs. And there was some kind of uh, undisclosed medical emergency that required an ambulance being called like right away. That was the first uh,
1: tweet I think we saw was an ambulance with its lights on flying to the factory that we saw from like that picket line like, like, oh, not even a couple hours open. And there's an ambo on its
0: way. Later on that day, someone crashed a tractor into an electrical box inside <laughs> inside the factory. They they just uh like one of the strikers was like, it it seems like they didn't know where the front weights were, which I don't know what the fuck that means, but I'm not trying to operate a factory a tractor inside a factory right building. But they crashed into an electrical box, which kind of destroyed the electrical box.
1: I love how the incident report like doesn't mention that it's like scabs and that's really the problem. Cause you know, like right. the incident report first has like the description, which was what it says trailer operator what does it say? Trailer operator was pulling an 88 and whatever, just t- talking about the actual, like what happened. Then they said the direct right. cause trailer operator did not account for the additional length on the front weights. It's like, yeah, cause they, what about the part where this person was not fucking trained to operate the equipment <laughs> rather than be like, yeah, the person just didn't know. Here's the corrective action. Won't be having that person operating that equipment anymore.
2: Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jack, I have to interrupt you. Yeah. So today's obviously the first day of the NBA or, but you know, Yesterday was the first day of the NBA. I'm getting all of my betting apps like sending me alerts like, don't forget to put your team in, because I do a lot of fantasy for like four different sure. apps, right? Yeah. So I have like prop bets on one app, FanDuel, I got another one, got a fantasy team, right? And they're like, don't forget to put your team in. This one, this alert just came to me from an app called Underdog, where you can make prop bets. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it said, last call for small ball." Three hours left. Sixers fans, move Simmons to the bottom of your rankings. (laughs) That's the alert.
1: (laughs) He's crying, Bazaar. He's going to bite a hole in his lip right now.
2: (laughs) It's like, why you got to call out? A whole team's fan
0: base in your app. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> it's someone from NBA Twitter's running that. <laughs> those out those updates, I think.
0: I mean, Sixers fans, this is gonna be the first time that a home fan base has just vigorously booed a player every time he touched the ball on their own team. Like that's mm. this is going to be because Sixers fans are uh like Philadelphia sports fans are um I think the technical term is the worst. They are really mean to He won't play a game. Santa Claus, let alone like their own players. So, um
2: I don't think he, I don't think he's going to play a game. He already got suspended for the first one. He got
0: suspended for game 1.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you bring so, him in there the fans will have a fit.
1: Fit. Anyway, yeah. but yeah. All right, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, no, no.
2: I, that. That was so I, was, I was,
1: hoping one of those NBA apps you're gonna be was like saying something about scabs like on strike. It's like, yo, don't scab either, right? No I scabbing, would, y'all. That's also the one union your prop
2: bets. That's the one union I would scab into if NBA players strike and they were like, well, <laughs> we're open to people to want to oh, play. Oh yeah. right. I'd we're be like, scabbing. you know what? I'm gonna go be an NBA
1: player for a of days. Wasn't that like a failed yeah, script man. or something like from the baseball like
0: uh, no, players?
1: What, what, that was a movie, the was, replacements, movie was that was replaced, wasn't it? Or the, Oh, uh, were they scabbing in the replacements?
0: Yeah, it wasn't like Keanu Reeves a scab. And then oh, I think uh so. okay. Unstoppable or Invincible. Again, like you you weren't wrong on the failed scripts, but uh I think they did actually get made into movies <laughs> right. and
2: We're coming up with a lot of like great network TV comedies right now. Yeah. I know. Just passively.
0: So I mean Overall, Seems back to like the labor movement. We might yes. be in the midst of a growing labor <laughs> movement in this country and one that needs a political counterpart. And that's fortunate because the president right now is Joe Biden, uh, who bragged before he got into office he was going to be the most pro-union president you've ever seen. And on Friday, when asked about the uh, John Deere strike, he stated... Where yet? at? Where are you at? They have a right to strike. They have a right to demand higher wages. I'm not getting into the negotiation. So and then you know he just took a neutral stance. (laughs) Uh, His press secretary cited unspecified legal reasons why he couldn't come down uh, on one side or the other. Is that true? So, no, I don't think so. I was like, Uh, I mean, I think they would have specified a legal reason if it was true. Also, is there there anything he's not neutral on? Right. (laughs) No. Well, it's just funny, no too. Context. Like, I don't know why I'm
1: like, oh, can he not do that? Considering when Trump was like full on doing advertisements or like his daughter's right. handbags. You're like, yeah, I think <laughs> you can be like, I'm siding with the United Auto Workers. Remember
0: when yeah, Trump that- tweeted
1: about Toyota and they lost like eight billion dollars <laughs> in value
0: in 30 seconds? Yeah. So and then The New York Times is still, you know, they're, they're playing the middle. The economic rebound is still waiting for workers uh, despite school reopenings and the end of some federal aid many people are in no rush to land a job savings and health concerns are playing a role no so this is from from that article conservatives have blamed generous unemployment benefits for keeping people at home but evidence from states that ended the payment early suggests that any impact was small progressives say companies could find workers if they paid more hmm. but shortages aren't limited to low wage industries so in a story where people are saying they're not being paid to return to work, they're not being paid enough to return to work and employers are refusing to pay more. Their explanation is, well, it can't be that they're not being paid enough because some of the jobs that are empty pay more than some of the jobs that pay some of the other jobs nothing. that are empty. Yeah. So they're trying not to answer the question with the obvious answer. And just resorting to logic or, you know,
1: if if you're a journalist, right, and you're trying to help a reader understand the situation and the dynamics at play, you'd say these companies are making this much more than ever. The head of the company is making this much. The workers have had their wages be stagnant for many, many years or just very incremental raises. And also, when you look at the geography of where they live. Those wages don't translate to being able to own a home or maybe rent a place that's big enough for a family and to support their kids. These are all factors that lead someone to believe that their work, their labor is being exploited purely for someone else's profit and they are no longer accepting this agreement.
0: But that's not, those aren't the people they talk to. Instead, <laughs> right? they talk to... uh you know, they're writing from the perspective of the Biden administration and forecasters. Right. The, the like subhead of the entire article says the slow return of workers is causing headaches for the Biden administration and forecasters were largely blindsided by the problem. So it's just, you know, the technocratic I think, class.
2: I think we also earn a social I mean, as an actor, right. This is what I study like our social conditions. And I think we're in a place now where. The newer generation is rubbing off a bit on the older generations of being like the sort of vibe of do what makes you happy. Happiness is more important, peace, contentment, living a, a happy and healthy life is more important than the previous generation's work ethic, which was like struggle, work hard, you know, put yeah. in your work, uh, above all costs, like like grind your body to dust. Yeah. And that used to be like, hey. I want a man who works hard or I want to be with someone. I want my son to, to work every day. And now it's like, I want my son to be happy. I want people to, right. be, want people to feel good. I want people to be healthy. There's a new right. sort of ethos in our country. And that means that like, yeah, I'm going to be a little more broke, but I'm not going to do this job.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And also I- we live in a world where you can become a millionaire selling JPEGs. So people are finding other ways to make money.
1: Yeah. Right. Or laundering money with JPEGs, however you want to look at that.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I mean, the strike, it's not just limited to there, you know, like is IATSE, right? They have an agreement, but even the people in IATSE, the members there, they're not
0: happy with it. No, they, It not still is yet it. to be ratified.
1: And the way they're looking at it is like, we have the fucking leverage. Don't just take this deal. We need to go further because if we're ready to strike right now, then we need to actually really advocate for the outcomes that we want and not just get this sort of piecemeal version of what we've negotiated and there's still i mean it still has to get ratified so there's still potential for them to go on strike and uh, because on saturday it seemed like like, oh they found an agreement but you had to kind of wade through it and be like it's not everything they wanted and even kaiser up in california and oregon twenty-four thousand hospital workers like voted to authorize a strike it's it's like everywhere it's whiskey people who make whiskey or fucking coal miners or you know all this it's everywhere because like you're saying, there is this whether it's an ethos or just a a moment of clarity for a lot of people, I think they're realizing, wait, I'm doing this much to get this much back, and life costs how much no, and no, people are talking about
2: people are talking about wealth inequality more and more too, right it's It's hard if you're an Amazon factory worker to be like, "Wait, he makes how much." And now there's, yeah. like, graphics on Instagram that show you how much a billion dollars is. And then it's like, he's got 300 of them. Yeah. And you're like, golly! Yeah. Like, it, it, I think you start to feel like people are starting to realize the difference between a billion and a million.
1: Right. Mm. Right.
0: Yeah. And it it's just, you know, this is a moment for that a labor, like, party would come in handy, where like a labor party would be ascendant. And the, it is unique to America that that's just not possible. There's no party that is going to come to the forefront. We have the party in power that is most likely to do that. And they will continue to refuse to do that because it's broken. It's, mm-hmm. always, you know, and then we have places like the New York Times that insulate us from the obvious answer that like people aren't being paid enough they need to be paid more and then like things begin working again and instead it's you know they focus on well it's a real headache for the Biden administration and their forecasters and it's just like no man it's this could be great for the people of this country right but instead it's just a squandered opportunity and uh, an opportunity for people to continue to be frustrated Well, because, yeah, because it it all lies in
1: where the power is concentrated. And if you are if you're at the level where you have the media and you're able to seed stories in the media, the narrative for people of wealth and means or business owners, they're they're looking at this moment right now being like, we're going to have to make less money, like for the shit that they're asking. Like, I have to make less money than I normally do. I have to make less millions of dollars than I normally do. And that is absolutely an unfathomable request because things have been going this way for for as long as I can remember. Now, what's this? This is completely wrong. So all the thrust of many of these stories is always going to have this like the same reluctance or hesitance behind it because it's of a class of people who look at this situation, not like we would and say, dude, this would allow people to feel so much more free to feel more involved, have time to be with their families, to actually have time to like live and not just toil. And so the, the perspectives are completely different. And it's hard to think like, you know, with Yang coming in saying like, Oh, we should start a third party. That's not, that's not what is really, you know, a a third party like that isn't what's going to do it. Like you're saying it's to really give people this idea is like, we have to completely upend what we believe is fair. And what a path to being, you know, having abundance is, and what even abundance is. Because abundance is not everyone has billions of dollars. Abundance should be people are free to live their lives happily, safely, have access to healthcare, have access to education, and not be stressed out about the mere, the basic elements of survival. They, I think also the
2: whole country just realized, like, oh, I can get as much work done from my home computer in three hours that I do in the <laughs> office in 12. Yeah. People are starting I, to realize what productivity is because of the pandemic. And they're like, "What do you, I, I got to spend more time with my kids. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to work out. I got to sleep in. And I still got the same amount of work done. So what mm-hmm. am I slothing, slaving away for? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And just on the media, I don't think it's always a thing like the Adam Schefter email where he's like, Hey, boss! To right. like the fucking uh, president of the Washington football team, asking them like what what he should print about them. I think in a lot of cases it's just they go to college and are taught that like this is what realistic people do. They check with the forecasters. They look at the people in power. They you know check with the corporations because that who that's who moves things in the country and then. It's like that is just so ground into like their the very fabric of their like just DNA that they can't like step back and just be like, no, the, this is a different thing. This is this is a moment where things are changing and you are just kind of incapable of seeing it. Right.
2: That Adam Schefter email reminded me of that clip of that referee talking to Michael Jordan where he's like, did he follow you, Michael? I won't call it if you say he (laughs) followed you. If you say he followed you, Michael, I I promise I didn't see it. I'll call it next time. Okay, Michael?
0: (laughs) And just you you mentioned like the JPEGs and the uh, NFTs and something that like I feel like is a piece with that is the... San Francisco Chronicle just reported on a T-shirt breaking a record for selling for $17,000. It's like a, an original Grateful Dead T-shirt. I, j- I think that things th- there's this—I'm uh, going to come up with a phrase here and just say there's two Americas. I know, Whoa, it's whoa, great. whoa. Yeah. Write that down. Right. But there are—like, for one portion of the population, the problem is they're not being paid enough to, like, live— they're in a position where if they get sick they will go bankrupt they won't be able to pay for healthcare but then there's this other strata where their problem is they don't know what to buy and so they're putting right. just absurd amounts of money into these new products that only exist as something to gamble on it's just it's essentially gambling it's the stock market is gambling NFTs is gambling and they don't provide a service. They don't have anything to do with anything other than giving you a new product to put your money in because you have too much of it, essentially. And like, just that's $17,000 T-shirt. Yeah.
1: It's yellow. I feel like people and... need
0: to have a have a basic
1: idea of like when you get to a certain point, right? Like, yeah, it's true. You can have too much money. That's possible. Right. You know, you can only have so many things. You can only have so many cars or shirts or places to live. Yeah. And I think so many people just never stop to question themselves. I'm at a point where I'm buying a $17,000 old T-shirt. Yeah. You know, what, what, what is, where am I at? Do I need this? What? Like no one, I think it's, it's hard for people of like hyper wealth to really ask that question because I'm sure on on a certain level, too, there's like an insatiable need to keep attaining things up, too. Well, yeah,
2: it's like I'll buy this $17,000 T-shirt because I know that one day someone will give me $34,000 for it. (laughs) And so that's why I'm going to buy it because it's the investment. And it's like you said, it's like they're that's their sport. How do I turn 17K -hmm. into 34K? How do I turn that 34K into 60K? And like, it's just to constantly attain is I do think that's addictive. I do think that's. Yeah, for sure. That's sport when you can't run and okay. jump,
0: and it's a uh, it's right because uh, again, blindsided forecasters. Forecasters are like, "Whoa, I thought this was going to sell for three thousand dollars." It's like, "Well, you guys aren't paying attention to the country we live in now." Like, the people, the very rich, need shit to put money in, and everybody else is pissed off that they can't fucking live. And like those two realities, like people just don't say those two things. Another thing, kind of along these lines, that the New York Times or a lot of mainstream media outlets are not pointing out, but I just thought it was—I uh, retweeted this writer Sahil Kapoor about. He just—I'm just, just going to read his tweet. He says, "Some context on price tags: the $725.8 billion defense spending bill that just passed through the Senate without any, you know, question is for one year. The $3.5 trillion Build Back Better plan is over 10 years." Apples to apples, mm-hmm. Biden's economic and social policy is less than half of what Congress just like easily approved to spend on the Pentagon. So, like that, again, just like the sort of thing that it's doesn't, yeah, but it just like doesn't get fucking it, that. How is that not the Biden uh, administration's like number one thing that they're bringing to the table? Because then it draws, it brings attention to the absurdity of our defense spending. <laughs> exactly yeah you know what and i mean like,
1: like it's just this, yeah the, and that money's not
0: going to soldiers the soldiers are still paid like shit that money's going to corporations that build the build the weapons and the planes yeah
1: and, and as the pentagon pisses their pants because china just you know tested like this hypersonic nuclear missile where they're like what
0: yeah okay and bra- well, now and-
2: i'm gonna
1: spend even more
2: I mean, and and all of the spending that all of the countries spend in all over the world is just because someone else spent it and has a weapon. We have to have a better weapon, and it's just like we're spending trillions, and these weapons aren't even ever going to get used. Hopefully, but I
0: think, yeah, I do think that that used to be my understanding is that it was like this one giant arms race. But I really think that a lot of it is actually a like shell game being operated by American corporations, and they're driving the spending of like a lot of the global so they can like
2: build the thing like boeing is yeah like so you they want to build, build it the thing and then, lockheed martin yeah. so they could build the thing yeah
0: yeah exactly the like period since 9-11 uh the northern virginia suburbs have like turned into this like place that has all the all the like best restaurants in america somehow and it's because that's just where all the money went because they were able to just spend and spend and spend on mm-hmm. weapons
2: for all the listeners at home, uh, Jack and Miles currently have the view of me holding my cat I like mean, an infant. Um, it's she is pretty She's a pretty show cute. cat. Somehow she you is, yeah, but so
1: the way cute. you kind of still keep it together while you're whole, like nurturing this <laughs> tiny cat is also pretty impressive.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I there's nothing in the world I love more than this cat. <laughs> and I <laughs> See, only had her the simple so, things. You could have the cat or the club. I got her okay. February 2020, not that okay. long ago. In fact, wow. we did a podcast. I think right like when the week the I got her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was still That's like fair. learning about her, but oh my god, it's the best thing in the world is this little boo boo. <laughs> well, maybe when I send a picture for the yeah your picture Twitter, needs I'll, to needs to I'll be include this. <laughs> I'll include her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And, you know, Donald Trump had to weigh in on the passing of Colin Powell with a very tasteful obituary where he was just like, he, he called him a rhino. He complained about how the media was treating him beautifully. Mm. But it was just like very like transparently bitter and angry and jealous. in a way. like he was like, I wonder if I'll be treated that way. Or I hope maybe they'll one day. Yeah, they talk
1: nice about me like that. Made a terrible mistake in Iraq, Yes. and a a war that shouldn't have happened. You're like, "Eh, well,
0: true, true, true (laughs) on those two accounts. But just it's just funny to watch him. I mean, first of all, it's so like, pal, like checks all the boxes. He didn't endorse him. Is a person of color. Is smarter than Donald Trump, and Mm -hmm. like is getting positive press and that those things Trump can't abide. And he's always so jealous anytime a dead person gets positive press because he, like, he's like... I, I think part of him realizes he's going to get negative press when he dies. Mm-hmm. And also, like, it's something that he can't attain. Like, he like, what if I fake my own death? What, what about that? I'm just... I have my own cynicism about this,
2: but do either of you think that Trump will ever get comeuppance? Do you think he'll ever get a perp walk do you think he'll ever get found guilty of something do you think he'll ever like do you think there'll ever be a punishment for
1: him ever before he dies? i don't know i'm not too invested in that as an outcome at all to be honest because i if i look at it like that it'll just be and just it becomes so frustrating all i i mm-hmm. think when i look at it i just look at the data set in front of me that would suggest he will not i right. agreed i don't think and he will either i don't need to i don't need to fantasize outside of that and just look at and go, well, this just means we have so many things we have to change in this country more than like being like,
2: why can't he go to jail? Yeah.
1: And he should. Absolutely. But it would just, there's too many, I think too many people protecting that power and don't want to like upend the balance of power like that to be like, hold on, we are going to hold powerful people to account. And there's a way to do that. I just don't think there's a will for it because Even just the way everything's set up, even with the January 6th commission, like, it's the potential to just, like, fucking obstruct your way out of this shit, too. So, I'd like to believe that there's some justice in our universe, but as I've begun to realize, I'm not sure that's the case all the time.
0: Yeah. Deserves got nothing to do with it. Exactly. Exactly.
1: But, yeah, I, I think the other thing with, with uh colin powell and like trump too is like colin powell was like on his way to actually being like the more like the next phase of the republican party before trump like Mm -hmm. he had a lot of influence Mm -hmm. before trump came in and i'm sure there's a lot of and because of that that's why colin powell was like what the the fuck is this this is the guy (sighs) all right he's like but I, i i i didn't question the pentagon at all and went along with our momentum as a war machine and help destroy part of the earth. You're not gonna, oh, well. All right, <laughs> guess guess he's the president. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I mean, he was always pretty open about his despising Trump, and he to the point that he even endorsed Hillary Clinton, which I think is like you know someone just willfully eating something they're allergic to for a Republican. And there's a. There's an email they were talking about on Chapo that uh, apparently came out where he was like, yeah, she's not going to be transformative for the country. Uh, and then the next sentence was, and her husband's still out here dicking bimbos, <laughs> which made me kind of respect him. That's what bit. he said? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Colin Powell okay. said
2: out here dicking bimbos?
0: Dicking bimbos, yeah. Wow. Well, are still like running president. around dicking bimbos, yeah. That, are you, what? Yeah, shout out to that man. I'm wow. shocked. I'm shocked <laughs> at that.
2: I'm I'm truly right. speechless at that. I thought you were joking. <laughs>
0: no, no, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> from, a, <laughs> from a Daily Beast article in 2017, leaked email reveals he thinks the ex-president is still dicking bimbos. His wife screws up everything, and her opponent is a racist. Yeah.
1: Say wow! You're like, oh,
0: that—that's
1: the Omni take
0: right there. Oh my yeah, God. So this is wow. this is what we would get if all politicians were as just reckless as Trump. Like, uh, what, what if you just have like the spicy Twitter fingers, like, and just put that out there? It was just like, oh my. Meanwhile, we got God. Bill Clinton out here still running around dicking USA, bimbos. USA. <laughs> USA. Yeah, <man. laughs> He's not wrong. I mean, Clinton just went to the hospital for a UTI. So,
1: <laughs>
0: I can't wait till
2: you guys get some huge press for something <laughs> like that, like, like popular podcast Daily Zeitgeist, uh, like first popular. to break, sto-
1: to first to break story that Bill Clinton has a STD. Well, he did. Uh, he that's what they said. He
0: went to Irvine because he had a UTI. Yeah. That's what and he said. I'm just Dick reading the headlines. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm just putting two headlines together. Dick and Bimbo, Colin Powell's opinion of his personal life and the fact that his latest uh, health scare had to do with UTI. I like think he still had to give it that
1: little that little toxic. You know, he's, he's still an enlisted man with that language.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, I just want to talk about. All right. I'm going to say it. Fox News. Has a double standard. Oh boy, I know You're I'm going to get a lot of blowback for this. You're but poor. um, yeah, I didn't realize why this was a story that uh, Pete Buttigieg was on paternity leave, but it became a big story, I guess, on the right because I guess they were they were trying to tie the fact that he was on paternity leave to the I don't know, like bad bad things in America because the
1: global
0: supply chain issue. Oh, right. right, right that's right. why yeah.
1: that's why we're here, because Pete Buttigieg decided to have a child and take paternity. Leave. That's that's the global support. It's not covid or the other stressors on different points of a supply chain. It's because Pete Buttigieg took fucking paternity leave. But it's just funny, man, because this point they really show like more than anything, right, that Republicans can never have any any overlapping beliefs with what they perceive to be, like, a right. liberal anything. Even if it's an objective good, they'll suddenly be like, nah, that's fucking dumb. Like, fuck that. Even if I did like that earlier, now I'm different. And, woo. So, this recent incident on Fox's The Five, Jesse Waters did a great U-turn, almost like Lindsey Graham on Afghanistan, like, where it's like, hold on, you're saying the exact opposite of what you've been s- Oh, Okay, <laughs> I guess that's where we're at, because you had to pick your side. And he he you know, goes on to say like, look, man, I just don't understand like why this dude had to take fucking uh, paternity leave. And like when I did, like it was nothing. Like I I did it for like a couple hours and then I clocked right back in because I'm a Mm. fucking G like that. Listen to him. Sorry, you did? (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Listen to him on the five. This is him, you know, just talking about what right now, this was from, you know, in the last day, what his beliefs are, just like how he sees paternity leave. When I took my paternity leave, I was only gone for a couple days and someone took my place here at the table. <laughs> what do I just had? They call it the four, the entire paternity? That's uh, not how it works.
0: They, it is,
1: this is a great test for government. Okay, I don't want to hear Greg Gutfeld. Oh my, but <laughs> that's what he says. He goes, I was just gone for like a couple days, man. I am a know. Buddha Judge took like a couple of weeks off. Why? Because like, that's like a humane thing that people do for new parents. Uh, okay. So I just want to play this man because Jesse Waters went on fucking paternity leave, you know, earlier this year. And I just want to play what he was saying back in April when he came back from paternity leave because it's a lot different than this shit he just said. I, I, think, uh, I think it's safe to say I'm the only one on the show that's been peed on twice today. No, not true. And, well, maybe not Gutfeld. Yes. The night's young for Greg. But um, my, my, my father my father said just today, oh. um, Jesse, you better get back on the five pretty soon. Your replacements have been really good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, thanks, Dad. Um, but now I am, I'm pro-paternity. I used to mock people for, for taking paternity. I used to think it was a big ruse, but now, you know, I, I wish I could take six weeks, but. Okay. Whoops. Okay. Okay. Huh. Cool. Cool guy flip flop. Love it. He's so
2: punchable. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, that I want to make he's... a. Can we make a punchable face starting lineup? Because Water, Tucker Carlson is. Tucker Carlson, is... Waters, Ted Cruz is like Kavanaugh. My, my big three. Right? Oh, yeah.
0: They all have the same face shape, too. That, it, they that like, have that face jowly, like, puffy face. Like, Jesse Waters didn't used to look like that. And then, like, he started working at Fox News. And I think they must have, like, a type of, like, a species of tick that, like, lives in the building that just, like, <laughs> bites them. And they, like, just immediately puff up a little bit. Because, yeah, he's, he's got, he turned, he did that Tucker thing where he but just, like, puffed.
1: It's just sad, right? Like, he when when Jesse Waters went on paternity leave he said this was actually great I'm my kid I'm around my kid I I didn't think I would like that I used to mock these people now I'm fully for it but then the second it, it intersects with some stupid culture war battle it's like oh I got to flip the switch man I actually hate my kid I hate being a father yeah. and men don't need to be around babies ever
0: yes a so. Man.
1: It's it's uh, it's it must be tough out there. But like, that's why, again, these this is a, a group of people who have really no they just want to be in power, but they have no aims to improve anything for anyone aside from, you know, a very small
0: group of people. At least they got that jab in that uh, about Gutfeld being into piss play to make yeah. sure that even that uh, segment was super toxic and king shamey. <laughs>
1: Hey, the night's young. The day's young. (laughs) Am I right with this asshole? Anyway, so take me seriously now when I take a dump on this uh, political discourse. Like,
0: sure. Uh, Well, Bezad, it's been such a pleasure having you, man. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? Uh, Thank you. Yeah, please uh, give me a follow at
2: B-E-H-Z-A-D-D-A-B-U on Twitter and on Instagram. That's Beza Dabu on Twitter and Instagram. I love being on here. Thanks for having me. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media that you've been enjoying? I don't know if you guys have ever had him on the on the pod, but as a LA-based comedian, writer, and just like Twitter personality named Josiah Johnson.
0: Oh yeah, we were just talking about him. Yeah.
2: Uh, So I mean, just follow King Josiah fifty four. I think if you are at all, even you don't even like have to be a basketball fan. I think you'll get more joy out of it if you are. Mm -hmm. But he is just so fucking clever funny and quick
1: and now that the nba season started he's going to be my top follow. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah I was uh, I was just talking about the thing that he did for the Lakers that he retweeted someone else's like family matters intro for the Lakers. Oh, yeah. He said Rob <laughs> Rob Lowe as Rob Polinka. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part.
2: I've worked with Rob Lowe before in the most surprising role. I am the voice of Azad in an animated series called The Lion Guard on Disney for children. Mm-hmm. And Rob Lowe is Simba. Oh. I'm Rob sorry. Lowe is Simba? And um it's the Lion Guard is about the Lion Kings, now they're adults and they have children. Mm-hmm. So like oh, Simba, okay. Simba has a kid named Kion and I play a cheetah who like guides him through the forest or whatever, right? Gotcha. But so like the, the Simba and Nala and the characters we know like aren't actually in it that much. But when you're doing a voiceover on an anime series like that, you have headphones in and if another actor has already recorded their parts, they pipe it in so you can respond to it. It's actually cool. So like all of a sudden it's like Gabrielle Union and David Oyelowo. And I'm like, oh, this (laughs) is dope. Like they're all being piped in. And then they were like, and I was like, I know this voice. I was like, what is this? I was like, I know this voice. And it was like, oh, that's Rob Lowe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) Simba. (laughs) I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing miles where can people find you what's the tweet you better enjoy uh find me on twitter
1: and instagram at miles of gray also the other show 420 20 day fiance the 90 day fiance pod with sophie alexandra come through for that talking 90 day first tweet uh is from at shams Tarania. sources doc rivers asked ben simmons to join a defensive drill today simmons refused rivers asked again simmons said no again Rivers then told Simmons he should go home, and Simmons dropped the ball and left.
0: All right, man, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We already talked about this. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, the real tweet I like is from, uh, it's actually a retweet of something Darnell Price tweeted in September 25th of 2018, but it was retweeted by at KSOSA300, tweeted, My favorite part of fall is when the mosquitoes go back to hell. Because <laughs> anybody live in LA, we have the we're, we have all these these new species of uh mosquito that has just they're like year round unless it's actually cold. And I'm waiting for these motherfuckers to just go back from whence they came.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's see some tweets. King Crisp tweeted, "Like my name Ben Simmons. I ain't playing this year." <laughs> I think it's a good <laughs> enough of the Ben Simmons shit. Okay. Mrs. Bundridge tweeted something that I just will now think about every time I pick up my phone. She said, I don't know who needs to hear this. When you're using your phone, stop using your pinky as, as an anchor. It's destroying your wrist and aggravating your ulnar nerve, which is exactly how I hold my phone, and I have definitely had nerve shit going on in my hand and wrist. So, Wait,
1: like just doing it like that?
0: Yeah, doing the like yeah. the pinky at the bottom. Like oh, to- so like
1: those pop sockets are probably like a good... Handsaver, uh, like I think kind of so. Show? Yeah,
0: yeah. Man, I ain't um, doing that. Buy one of uh, my twenty thousand dollar pop sockets. Uh, their yeah. original artwork and uh, a great investment. Made your blood, right? Yeah. <laughs> Two more. I liked Matt Nudson or K N U D S E N tweeted. I read that Colin Powell died from complications of his legacy, uh, which I thought. <laughs> <Whoa>. was uh, <laughs> And mm-hmm. Ham nah, Mike. Ah. Ham Mike tweeted. Putting my infant son in the floorboard of my truck and letting him roll around like a water bottle while I'm driving. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's just good parenting.
1: That's an adventure. I only know that because I got loose cans and shit in my fucking. Oh man,
0: always. Like I I identify with that more as somebody with loose shit falling all over their car than as a parent.
1: Oh yeah, there are times too when like I'm gonna like we. We have to decide like, whose car to take somewhere. I'm like, you know, I got all the cans in my car, so we should right. probably take your car. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. You got the cans.
0: Anyways, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes Footnote. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles what song are we sending people to go check out? Uh look, if you like a little bit of electro pop,
1: some like kind of future R&B but like from the 80, from the perspective of the 80s, if you like Chromio, uh you're going to like this track. It's called Duo by Sam Gallatry, spelled G E L L A I T R Y. And again, we just got that little synth vibe to it. Uh it's upbeat. You know, it's, it's Wednesday. Just gotta keep gotta keep pushing. So just yeah, yeah. put this in your ears because it's only a couple more days and then you go to the weekend or whenever your weekend is. But this is Duo by Sam Galatri.
0: Yeah. Uh all right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is the production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio. Visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's gonna do it for us this morning, but we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.